hello everybody we uh, yeah we haven't had an update in the last two weeks um i had some family visiting and we had like a light week basically i haven't had two weeks of uh just doing my consulting work and i have done some work on videos uh prep wise but yeah i had my brother over my dad over went to boston saw my sister it's great man being back in beantown was awesome and uh, the weather was awesome. But uh, yeah, I saw our old stomping grounds. Me and Herman used to go to, to Boston College together for grad school in, uh, in Boston in like 2010. Yeah, so dude. that's amazing. Was it fun? Oh, it was such a blast. I wanted to stay longer. It was such a good time. Um, saw our, uh, my cousin Adrian, who you know, when, when, when Herman and I moved to Boston, <laughs> we, we, we both went to undergrad together stuff. too. <laughs> No, it's well. We listen. We got a light week. People want to get to know us. Maybe this. Maybe there's some trace of like, you know, psychosis through all this story that's leading me to procrastinate on my video course that someone will pick up on. <laughs> Anyways, when we moved to Boston in 2010, our housing fell through, so we lived in my cousin's uh, basement for six weeks and uh, slept together on a pullout sofa. So that was a fun, impressionable moment, and my cousin remembers you, and it was awesome to see her for her son's bar mitzvah. So it was, a, it was a fun time, man. And Boston was just beautiful. I mean, it was like, you know that breeze that you get in coastal cities because of the ocean? Yep. It's just different. It's like New York can be low humidity, get some wind from like the rivers, kind of nice being in, in Battery Park or whatever. But when you're on the ocean, it's just different. You feel like you're on a sailboat just standing there. You know, it's great. Yeah. Cool, man. So give me an update. What I know it's been a couple of weeks. Yeah. What's uh aside from all the trips, I guess that was part of the update. Traveling. Yeah, that was part of the that was part of the update. But basically, yeah, I've been doing consulting and um you know, I think the last time we talked, we talked about how I wanted to switch the course a little bit. Mm-hmm. And um that's basically where we're at. So after we decided to kind of do like the 80-20 thing where yeah, we're going to do the video <laughs> and see how much bang we can get for our buck in this, as opposed to trying to copy these things explicitly. Um, me and Ryan went through and we're almost done basically with like the step-by-step prep of the, of the first video. I think the first video is going to be the, the hardest because um, we have to introduce some of the basic frame or motion stuff. Mm. And so I think the subsequent videos will be easier, but I think the first one's definitely going to be the hardest. Got it. You know, you're just laying the, the groundwork and um, introducing the APIs. Again, it's not a beginner video. It's not taking you from zero to like four. It's taking you from like three to five, but you still want to introduce it and give a soft landing on the first video. Got it. So you assume some frame or motion knowledge, but you're still going to introduce it a little bit. Yeah, you're still going to explain every step and every API, kind of like my videos. Like if you watch my videos, I explain, okay, we're going to import use effects and do this right here. And and because this is like a side effect we have to synchronize with outside the system. Mm -hmm. You know, if that's an introduction to use effect, but if you've never written React before, it's going to be confusing, you know, Mm -hmm. uh, ever. So it's like, it's kind of like assuming some familiarity, but I still always do like this step by step, you know, walkthrough. Got it. Yeah, that makes sense. And you're still on on that like path. Yeah. Yep. So, cool. um, yeah, it's 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 a really good video. I'm really happy with it. And basically, we were, yeah, I wanted to finish it. I also haven't done YouTube in like four weeks, which is like the biggest break I've had this whole year. Um, so 
I need to get, I, you know, that might be, I just let myself take some time off um, while family was visiting and we had bumped up our consulting. And so I need to get back to that and practice this whole, like practice what I preach in terms of it's better to get the best video I can get out um, in the, in the time frame I have and get back to being consistent. But again, I just gave myself some time to, to enjoy the summer a little bit more instead of, you know, building and doing YouTubes on the weekends and stuff like that. So, um, I also did some work on the next YouTube video. I haven't shot it yet, but it, a lot of that works going to feed back into the course. So I was doing this like, but animated button press. Have you seen on Google where like you tap a button and it, the waves kind of go out? Yep, yep, exactly. Um, iOS does like the same thing for, in in certain regard where every time you push a button or a, even like a link click uh, in a native app, there's like a feedback that happens. Right. And you notice what I started noticing on web, on the web a lot of times is we are really good about hover states on buttons. Um which helps you know if you're about to press the right thing, but on mobile it's hard because you can't hover. Right. And a lot of times on the web, when you tap something quick on like a button, there's like no feedback because if you hold it, it there might be something, but if you, if you just tap it, you just notice there's like flakiness about websites on mobile. You watch people use them and it's like you tap it, there's a delay, did I hit the button, did I not? Right. You know, if it's a link navigation, you might get some feedback, but especially if it's a client rendered app, you tap it. And it's like, did anything change? Right, right, if it's right. loading, if it goes into like a loading state, you mm -hmm. know, it's like clear. But if it's not. So I spent some time working on adding an animation to a button tap in a way that's like very solid. And it's pretty interesting. And I'm going to make a YouTube video on part of it, but it's going to make it into the course too. It's going to be something that's part of the course. Got it. Okay. Um, um, that's awesome. I mean, I'm glad that like you're making sort of a, a video. What, what did we talk about this last time? Like making some of the YouTube videos also kind of coincide with the course so that you can sort of absolutely hit, hit two birds with one stone. Um, what did you call them? It's like the shavings, right? Off of the woodwork. What do you call them? Yes. Your sawdust. Sawdust. That's, a, that's the word. Yeah, exactly. Um, no, that's awesome. Yep. I, that makes sense. I mean, sort of touching on a couple of things you said, I'm glad you took in vacation. Like it's good to, I think it's intense to do something every week. And so taking a break is also okay. And I think that's allowing yourself to do that. So long as you return more energized and stuff, I think makes sense. Cause otherwise you can burn mm -hmm. out. And if you're not excited about the videos or the work, it comes through in the videos or mm -hmm. whatever you're doing. So I think it, it makes sense to take a break and, you know, people understand that's something you could do. I don't know. Like, I mean, I don't know how you would do it in YouTube, but you could say, you know, taking a, a few weeks break and I'll be back. And, um, you know, I mean, it's sort of you're, the break is done, but I think it's possible. Like if people who take breaks from newsletters or something are like, hey, I'm taking a break. You know, here are a few of the articles I wrote that someone instead most of just ghosting or, or whatever. Mm -hmm. Right. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Um, yeah. I don't know. I kind of feel like the weekly thing is kind of the name of the game. And also sometimes, you know is it burnout or is it just me, you know, whatever, wanting to just avoid working for whatever reason? I mean, I've gone through periods where I'm plenty hard worker, you know, and that's not a problem, but then I guess I have gone through periods where that has been more of a problem for whatever reason. Yeah. So I was thinking about like, it would be, I think the weekly thing is just, it's a job, you know, that's yep. just showing up is part of it. And I agree. I don't want to get burned out or whatever. And it's important to listen to that side of yourself. But it's also like maybe there's something here where I can 
make some videos ahead of time and batch them up so that I can still release weekly, even if I take some time off, like that would be really good. It's also just like, uh, as much as I, the consulting stuff can be really fun, pairing can be really fun, but it is draining. And since we've upped our consulting hours, it's been a little bit harder. So I know we talked about like doing more earlier in the week, but the, again, the last two weeks, yeah, it's just like, if I had some days off during the week, then I end up doing the consulting the rest of the time. And then I don't have time or energy to do the video stuff. But I think, I think doing videos ahead of time would be really good. Yeah. But then you'd have to find the time to do the videos, <laughs> which is hard. Yeah. Well, I think the answer there is then to scope down. And mm -hmm. again, I think I'm very used to a certain kind of video, a certain kind of explanation and topic. And so, um, I have always tried to make short videos and it never happens. <laughs> um, it's hard. Like making short videos is, is hard and requires more prep, but I'm talking like valuable short videos that maybe there's plenty of videos I have that could be multiple videos, right? And so, and I've done that. I actually have done that before in the process of preparing. Um, I thought I was going to teach one thing and it ends up being two or three videos. Mm. Um, so that might be something I could do. Like when I was on a vacation one time, I brought my computer and camera and um, I recorded in the backyard this video because I had learned something cool and I just did it. And it was very like, it was lower fidelity and not as planned out. There wasn't any B-roll like some of my videos. People love, people like that video plenty well and it kept up my momentum which was good right so yeah this was a short week for me because i had family here at the beginning of the week sorry thursday but i would like to get a youtube out and um also work on the course and uh yeah maybe there's something there yeah i think as with everything right like if you're if you have high consulting load and you need to get a video out a week, then you need to cut scope as to the kind mm -hmm. of video. And if you want to maintain the, the you mm -hmm. know, the delivering every week, because it, otherwise there's no way to do it, right? Otherwise, it's yep. just putting more hours. And yep. even even if you have enough hours, right? Like it just kind of depends. So, yep, um, I do. Maybe we don't have to talk much about that, just because I don't know what we could talk about. Yeah. Other than like. I want to practice that. So like, I'm just going to work on that and like check in and I'm glad we're talking about it, even though it's not the most interesting update, but like, it's just good to freaking hear that banged over my head. You know what I mean? Over and over again. It's like, just got to practice cutting scope and right. it's better to do, get those consistent things than um, kill the momentum. I'm such a person in routine. And so once I let myself have a week or two off, it's like, boom, all now it's four weeks off. And uh, that's a bummer. It's hard. So, yeah. Something yeah. that I wrote down as I was trying to think of writing once a week, which, by the way, I have fallen off the bandwagon, which we can talk about that in mm. a second. But mm -hmm. um, is that it's perfection through iteration. Like, I was trying to mm -hmm. remind myself, I'm not trying to write the perfect blog post, like, up to my standards. Right. I'm trying to uh, get perfect at writing a blog post a week. Like, that. I'm right. trying, it's like a different thing, right? I'm not trying to do a perfect... You're not trying to do a perfect video. You're trying to grow in your skill of publishing a video a week. You know. Dude, absolutely. Um, you know, like those, I think we have talked about this in a previous episode, but this guy, like Chris Doe, he does like, he's a designer, but he has the YouTube channel called The Future. 
And I just saw him say something on Instagram about perfectionism. And uh, he has like a lot of lessons for perfectionists. And um, yeah, that's what he was basically saying. He has this thing also about like, we ask like, is it quality or quantity? You know? Yeah. And um, people take one or the other. And he basically says quality leads to quantity. Like that's, sorry, quantity leads to quality. Right. So, you know, just like we've talked about, like if you look at your early, um, earlier posts and stuff, you've gotten a lot better. Yeah. Now you got to get the reps, right? That kind of thing. You got to get the reps in. Makes sense. Yeah, absolutely. So I like that being it's, it's about not being the best writer. It's about becoming a writer who writes once a week. Exactly. That's really good. Yeah, you're not. Really you're good. not perfecting like writing a blog post in a day. It's in a week. It's not in a month. It's mm-hmm. like you're you're practicing that particular skills, and so you, that's mm-hmm. kind of what you're um, kind of improving. Um, yeah, but I have a cool. few updates. All right. Yeah, why don't um, you talk about your updates for sure? Yeah, yeah. Oh, the last thing I was going to say is I just popped open my subscribers for the newsletter because I haven't looked at this in oh, a while. Yeah. So it's like six six seventy one right now. Nice. Um, on the email list, and I'm sure you know if I click on this, I'm sure I can see a graph or whatever. I guess I can't. But um, I think it's just kind of not obviously not grown much because I haven't been posting much stuff. So, but it's grown. Yeah. It's grown. I think. Like, yeah, it's grown. I think last yeah. time we talked about it was in the five hundred, so at least a hundred people. Oh, really? Just, yeah. 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 Oh, cool. Um, no, that's no, that's and awesome. I'm just really nervous about like it. it it's pe- people like get excited about things and sign up and want to hear updates, and if you don't hear anything for a month or two, and then you get an email about something. Yeah, you, your, your your station could have changed, you know, in, in your journey or you, you could not be excited about it anymore. It's really good to just strike while the iron's hot with this stuff. So, sure. Uh, yeah, I think it's important to get back in the routine and it'll be good to plan ahead next time I have a trip, you know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's so. lessons learned, right? It's fine. Yep. <laughs> um, yeah, no, that makes sense. Okay. But that's awesome. I'm, I'm, the subscribers cool. increasing is good. Um, yeah yeah so so kind of updates on my side i've sort of it's been a journey over the last couple of weeks uh like i've done a lot of thinking and progress in different areas so um the first thing that i did was i don't know if you remember but when we talked i was really unsure as to like how to like what kind of business i wanted to have i was thinking about these things we talked about like falling into a SaaS and you know sort of something that just kind of comes naturally um right as opposed to me sort of trying to find a business and trying to find a you know something like that um right so i decided to take the strategy of uh, diverging first and then converging and it's something that is done in like um if you ever if you've ever done like a sprint uh, like an actual um sprint planning kind of thing where you do sort of a discovery phase for one week of ideas business ideas or business solutions really for an idea and there's this phase where you or at least i think it's an exercise called diverge and then converge and the idea is that you just first shoot all possible ideas that's a divergent phase you're just trying to generate you know like thinking about what do you want to do and so in my case it's like let me just stop trying to find that one thing to like dive into and sort of be okay with sort of doing disparate things and then once mm-hmm. i kind of figure out better then i'll converge on what i actually want to do right kind of thinking about that 
And because of yeah, that, so that's like the, the the Google Venture Sprint kind of thing, or like that guy who wrote mm-hmm. that book. Is that yep. kind of, yeah? I remember that. That's cool. Yeah, like it's design like sprints. Dump. Design sprints also right. Do this, design yeah. sprints, yeah. not programming sprints. Yeah, right. exactly. Right, right, right. Yeah, not an iteration in in your right. regular uh, yeah uh, programming thing, but yeah, design sprint at the beginning of a project. Um, mm-hmm. And so I was doing that, and so I decided, okay, you know, I'm going to be comfortable with that rather than feeling like I have to invest my time into something. Um, mm-hmm. And uh, because of lack of energy and stuff, I also didn't write a blog post, which is fine because it also fit into this divergent strategy where I was like, I'm going to invest some time in other things. So some of the other things were, you know, I mentioned ElixirConf was coming up. So I submitted three talks, I think, to that. I don't know oh, if I'll cool. get in. Um, you know, I know, you never know <laughs> for those things. But um, that is one thing, right? Like in terms of in terms of sort of establishing authority, we talked about this before in the Elixir space. Um I've given a couple of talks at ElixirConf before, and so just kind of continuing that and trying to get that, uh, this time in person, um, trying to do that would be ideal. Um, yeah. Another strand that I've continued to pursue, um, I mentioned this, I don't know, a while ago, but this interest in the book publishing industry and potentially building software for that. So Yeah, I've we did talk about that. Finally took the plunge and reached out to someone who I know used to work in the publishing industry, Um and uh, just had a chat with them and just basically asked what they did, what was it like, because I have no idea, the insider view of the publishing industry, right? And then I finally asked if if she knew of other people that I could talk to. And uh, so now I have two more interviews or like, re, you know, um, customer interviews type of things um, scheduled. One is for tomorrow, actually. And I'm kind of excited. It's like, it, it's just, I'm just trying to understand what are their pain points, what are they doing, you know, sort of, again, practicing this muscle of let me uh, practice um, customer interviews, understanding people's pains and see if there's anything there. Um, so that's exciting and and um, also exciting cool. because it's a publishing industry. So that's another sort of thread I've been, I've been pulling and I, I'm going to continue doing that. And who knows, there might not be anything, like I might not find anything worth doing, um, but it's, I don't know, a good exercise. And also hopefully I find something um, that I could do. What, kind of, what kind of questions are you asking? At, at first it's really broad because I wasn't sure. Right. So like I've only talked to um, my former colleague who used to work at, um, at a publishing industry for, uh, I think it was nonfiction. No, I'm, I'm forgetting. Um, and just understanding like what was the work like, where did she fit in the whole publishing industry? Um, I got I got quite a few insights. It's really interesting. There's like a ton of manual stuff and managing stuff mm-hmm. and spreadsheets that like could be ripe for 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 fixing. But this was years ago, mm-hmm. and who knows what, mm-hmm. what the area is like now. Um, but it also gave me. She was working for an agency, so I'm sorry for a publishing uh, company. So right, it can be, gave me a little bit of that view. There's also the view of the agent. There's a view. You know, there's sort of like different layers. Um, yeah, but really interesting stuff. And just kind of getting also, I'm just trying to also get used to like, how do I ask good questions? And it's clear mm-hmm. um, when I ask bad mm-hmm. questions and when I ask good questions that, that lead to more insight, right? Mm-hmm. Um, you know, depending on what kind of business you actually are interested in solving, uh, one one approach you could take is just making a better version of something that already absolutely. exists and yeah. that people already pay for. So I, I'm curious if you're asking what what they are what what tools they already pay for you know 
Yeah, that's a good point. I haven't asked. I didn't ask that directly. I just asked him like, what are how do you know how do you solve this? Like, can you tell me? Um, so to, to more concretely, like I, I'm trying to remember the, the interview and I have notes somewhere, but um, mm-hmm. it, I asked things like, you know, can you just tell me a little bit of what was your like day to day? What did you do? Because I have no idea, right? Okay, so once they yeah. explained their day to day, I was like, okay, so how did that get accomplished, or how did you know what did you use for yeah. this? What did you do for that? Um, what was Acquiring your acquiring domain knowledge since you haven't actually done a lot exactly. of work exactly yourself. Yeah. yeah, and so it's super interesting because there's there's so many responsibilities that she had that I wouldn't have imagined she had, um, and it was all mm-hmm. really difficult. And she had to kind of keep mm-hmm. it in her head and keep it across a set of calendar. So like, there's certainly things that could, you know, if I were talking to someone who's in her position with. right there, yeah, right. exactly, uh, software that could help her. But also, it's like, is this something that someone would pay for, right? Because exactly um, the monetizable, yeah, exactly. Part. So she might be paying for things or the company might be paying for software that she didn't mention or even think of. Cause she's like, Oh yeah, of course that's where we store, you know, all of our books or our works in progress or whatever. So, I mean, if you could ask like which software they use and you know, or if maybe in order, if they, she can't tell you how much she pays for them in order of like the most spend to the least spend, right? You could at least get a list of tools that are used in publisher industry and then like check them out. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah, no, that, that's a good idea. It would be like, um, you know, if we wanted to make software for colleges, you know, or and then we went through grad school, so we knew you used like Blackboard or something, and we had to use this other thing to keep track of our schedules, and then like we could just use those things and see how terrible they were. You know, it's Blackboard college software that was made 20 years ago and is just the incumbent and that's like an opportunity because it's a huge business that colleges spends a ton of money on and you could imagine finding some like more bleeding edge colleges who want something really nice and pick out some aspect of that and make it like in a modern way and that would be enough potentially to 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 find your first customers on so you could do the same thing you know here yep yep yeah, no, exactly. And so that's and that's a good idea. And that's sort of um, an area that I want to explore, like software that exists that is kind of, um, <laughs> it's, it's terrible. It's, right. You know, um, it's like, you know, what Derek did with Savvy Cal um, yeah. and even what Ben did with Tuple. Right. Because there was already things that existed that people paid for for those things. And then they, they took an aspect of it and focused on making the, the experience really good. Um. So, yeah, I think yeah. that could be a really good way to start to find a business like a SaaS to work on. Yeah, yeah. No, that's a good idea. And so I'm gonna, I'm, I'm excited. I'm going to have another, again, a, a conversation tomorrow. Um, cool. I'll try to get more into that. And that's someone who's in the industry who's right now, I think they're now an agent. They used to be in the publishing side, but now they're a, an agent. Uh, so it'll be interesting. I think um, just a lot of knowledge. Um, so that's cool. another... So- Area. Did is so that's part of your diverge. Do you feel like are you gonna keep broadening and going even further away from publishing and try other things, or is it like the diverge part constrained to like publishing industry? Well, I think it's a great question. I think right now it's sort of I want to enjoy what I'm doing a little bit as, as I do this research. So publishing industry scenario I have interest in, so I'm looking into that. Um, but I still want to you know continue doing the writing. And also, another area that I'm diving into more, or not more, is, uh, and this is sort of the, the other update, is my testing live view course. It's 
at the beginning of I this year. I saw an email about that. Oh, yeah, you got an email. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Uh, I forgot you bought the course, right? Um, which, thank you, by the way. I appreciate that. Of course. <laughs> um, yeah, I the Testing Library course, one of my goals this year was to at least start updating that course um, because LiveView is, you know, it's pre-1.0. And so I knew it was going to need an update and I was delaying for a little bit because of some changes. But now I want to update it and... I want to update it in a way that is kind of like a second launch is what I've been thinking. Like I know the material, I want to sort of follow the like course launching strategy, if that makes sense. Mm-hmm. Um, but I do want to rebuild it. And I sent a question out to people and a bunch of people mm-hmm. responded, which was awesome. Like a, a, I cool. sent a question to the to the people who currently, you know, subscribe to the course and bought it and everything. Um because I want to kind of change the structure. The, the the reason why one of the like I want to do more standalone lessons. Right now my course is like we're mm-hmm. testing uh, Twitter clone as we build it. The difficulty with that is that I kind of have to fit certain live view lessons into certain different areas. They're not always like sequential. I have to do some like <laughs> finagling to make it work in sort of a, a linear way um, so that people would learn things, you know, sort of progressively. Mm-hmm. Um, but it makes it for really difficult updates because if I update one thing, it like cascades throughout the course. Um, mm-hmm. And right, you people, have to reshoot everything after exactly. And and uh, yeah. people really seem to like the. Um, there's a live view course, not testing live view, but a live view course from Pragmatic Studio that's really good. And those are standalone lessons, more standalone. I think some connect. Um, and people have mentioned that they like that, and so I was thinking of doing that. So I sent out an email. And said, "Hey, you know, I'm, I won't think I want to update this course, but I need your help. And you know, can you help me?" And the, 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 the some of the questions were like, "Do you like the current course format in terms of it being a single, sort of a single app?" And surprisingly, a lot of people like it. Mm. <laughs> um, some people said, "Yeah, I would love standalone lessons because mm-hmm. you know we could dive deeper into these topics and stuff." So I haven't decided yet what I want to do. Um, I, I, I'm thinking actually of creating a sort of fundamentals that are sort of standalone. Um, which is kind of what I want to do. Like, you know, if you're going to test a, a form, if you're going to test this other thing and this other thing, and maybe that's like six, five, six videos of the fundamentals and sort of selling that as a lower tier. Like right now I have two tiers for the course, but I kind of want to make that into a single tier and then create a lower um, lower price tier that's only fundamentals. And then the second half would be more of what I did right now, which is like, let's build more complex things. It might still not be a single like Twitter clone thing that we're testing, but more complex interactions or more where I where I talk about trade-offs and how do I decide to test certain things because that was part of the value proposition of the course and that actually mm-hmm. came back in the in the messages. Like a lot of people really like that the course it, it taught them way more than just testing live view. It taught them about TDD, about how to approach mm-hmm. problems, about you know, so like um I think I want, I still want that to be delivered, but it might just, I don't know if I want to do it as a single thread of of, um, Twitter clone building. Right. Can I ask what the purpose of, of re of updating the course is? Yeah. The, the purpose, well, one is it's a promise. Like I I promised that I would update the course. Um, And so I want to fulfill that. Like once you, once you commit, I want to, you know, I've committed to it and I want to uh, update it. Now that doesn't mean I have to change the whole course structure. I could just, re-record the videos with um newer newer versions of phoenix and um and live view 
And, uh, you know, part of it is that. Part of it is um, I want to get more... Like, the course has... It, it wasn't a financial success, but I think it's it's done well enough that if I can make it into the, like, the canonical resource, if you want to learn to test live view, mm. then it could it can be a course that can bring more and more... Ever, more evergreen. Yeah, because... Do you want to share numbers or not? They're super low. I, well, I mean, I don't know what people consider low. I, I, I'm happy to share my... The course made, like, 20K. Gotcha. Um, right, so... In how many months? I mean, it's been out for about a year, I think. Mm-hmm. Um, and um, I think it's still pretty good, dude. I mean, I no, know it's not, you know... It, it's a wild success from my perspective. Like yeah. <laughs> when I launched the course, I literally thought maybe if like uh, this was my m- mindset. I said if two people buy the course, I can at least pay. I think it was one or two people. I could at least pay for the software that's hosting the course for a year. Mm-hmm. And I said, okay, that like that will be okay. <laughs> yeah, it's just your time, <laughs> right? And, yeah, yeah. Do you the have an of time estimate I put of how long course, you spent on it? Oh gosh, Maybe I don't know. Maybe not hours, but like when you start and when did you launch? What was like the time, the it, delta there? It took me about a year to to launch the mm-hmm. course. Yeah, mm-hmm. no, it was a tremendous amount of time, and you know, yeah. I don't know a number of hours. It certainly hasn't paid. Like if I had done consulting with that number of sure. hours, sure. I would have been better off. But I really like it, and this is in, in terms of the diverging strategy. Is still it's still something I'm I'm considering. Like oh, maybe I could build other courses because there's. Among the feedback, there was also someone like there was also people who said, "I really like the the TDD aspect and like if you sold other micro courses, like I would buy mm. it." Right? There's mm-hmm. this sort of like the, the, that kind of thing of um, mm-hmm. how to approach uh, problem solving through testing kind of mm-hmm. kind of approach. Um, so it's really interesting, and yeah. But anyway, going back to your question, why do I want to launch a course? It's it's because I I would like to. I think I can make it if I can make it a really solid canonical canonical well-regarded like the people their feedback has been overwhelmingly positive from people have told me right but i want to kind of make that known and if it can become that canonical um course i think there's enough entry into the elixir community into phoenix and especially into live view that it could be uh, a course that keeps bringing in money um you know, it's not going to be a ton of money, but it could still bring in at a at a at a good clip. And um, so you launched a year ago. I launched it. When did I finish? I could, if Twitter wasn't down for me, I could actually check. <laughs> I think it was at end of last year, so like August, maybe twenty twenty one. Twitter is doesn't seem down to me. It's been down for Let's, me the whole time, but like for since this morning. But weird. It, uh, I'm doing from Germsville. It's my pinned. And, uh, my okay, pinned yeah. This uh, after a year, work my testing live view course is complete. Yep. December twenty twenty one. December twenty twenty one. See, so December. It's only been six months. I guess it's only been six right? months. Is that true? Yeah. Yeah, yeah that's fair. There are twenty eight short lessons aimed to give you all the tools you needed to test live view effectively. Six months. It feels like a, yeah. a year. <laughs> <laughs> It hasn't been a year, dude. It's been six months. <laughs> I think I well, the, maybe it's the open access. Okay, yeah, okay. The open access. That's yeah. what I'm thinking of because I started doing open access before. Um, yeah, that's right. That's right. So I finished it in December, but I think it took me like six months to finish it once I had done the open mm-hmm. access. Mm-hmm. Cool. Um, yeah, I think I guess my reactions like, <clears throat> yeah, making sure why you're doing it. 
like good a promise of updating it you know if it's like another reason never to make promises ever <laughs> uh, yeah absolutely but uh because <laughs> sure. um, every time you say yes to something you're saying no to a thousand things but um i'm glad you like it i'm glad it, it it sold like it did i mean this is definitely enough it feels like enough that you could do it again and it would like built on itself if you want to go down like the course route um I think um, making money from it, it's like you said too, is like you can't serve two masters. We already talked about that. So it is going to be a takeaway from the other stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, for sure. But maybe it's it's related to your long-term goals and maybe it's okay for you to kind of do each. You know, I think if you really wanted to make it a financial success, more of one, you would, you would, you would angle your writing more towards this or mention it in your writing or take out pieces and, and, and talk about it so that more people can find out about it. But, sure. Um, you know, it's also maybe okay that it's more of just like a passive thing that you do and you, you share it as you share it. But if you're going to be focused on the business building or like finding a business um, design sprint kind of thing that you were talking about before versus trying to make the course, you know, yeah, maybe you just kind of ping pong back bef- between them. Um, yeah, but it does feel like if, yeah, if I was like, your, if I invested in you money to start a business and you were spending time doing this, as opposed to the other thing, it would be like, why are you doing that? You know? Sure. Yeah. Yeah. That's a good point. Like if you, right. If you bought some business that I was selling some SaaS or something then you'd be like, why are you doing this other thing on the side? Um, or, well, not even, I was saying more like if I had invested in Herman, like if mm-hmm. you came to me and I was like, and it gave you some money to you know, basically bought a day of your week worth of time so that you could start a business in the next year or two or something like that. Mm-hmm. This is obviously going to take away from that. You know, it's kind of how I was thinking about it. Right. But yeah. Yeah. That's a fair point. I think I, I feel like I need to update the course and whether I do the, mm-hmm. the slimmed version of it, of just kind of updating, it's still going to take a lot of time, quite frankly. So it's probably maybe what I should do. Um, mm. And then launch other courses. I am interested to see if like, if I do like, launching relaunching this i would be interested in i don't know there's there's other thoughts i have on like uh, i would like to make it a lot smaller <laughs> like th- that mm-hmm. one i forget how many lessons it has but it ballooned like my original plan was like 10 lessons yeah it's yeah. 28 lessons classic um yeah and that was part of the issue right like it was supposed to be 10 lessons it became 28 huge thing mm-hmm. um i try to make them small and short and concise and like that was part of the feedback that it was good it's like no fluff and that was kind of mm-hmm. how i wanted it but it takes a lot of time Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, I don't know. There's, there's other ideas like I have considered, there's, there's something I've thought about a long time ago and it was, um, I wonder if there's a sort of like consulting, but through videos. And so people can subscribe on a, you know, monthly basis and, um, just ask me questions and I'll make a video of it. And this kind of came from testing live as well. Cause I said, if you have any ideas or problems, let me know and I'll try to, you know, Either I'll just get back to you or try to make a video of it or something. And so there were a couple of things that were brought up and I did make a video out of one of them. Um, and so that was really interesting. I was like, oh, this could, I wonder if this, if people would pay for this. I don't know that it would work out, but, you know, again, if I do enjoy the process of making testing live view again or like rebuilding it, updating it, um, then I, I think it it's could like be the content creator route. Yeah, basically. Exactly. So I, I could consider that path and i guess that's the way i'm trying to diverge here is like mm-hmm. do, you know giving this another look and do i want to do this you know at the same time 
um, you know, kind of fulfilling that promise of updating the course uh, to to a more recent version of Live View and everything. So, yeah, um, it's interesting you say that. I think it could work. Last time I was chatting with Adam about my course, he was saying I really think uh, basically you should start. There's like ways you can start earning some revenue from the content you're already making and potentially buy back your consulting time through like pay community, basically. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, you could do like he was saying I could do now that there's like GitHub, there's some ways to do like private repo with um, GitHub sponsors. Mm-hmm. So if you basically were like, if you liked my work, you can sponsor me on GitHub. Uh, Caleb Porzio does this and makes a good amount of money doing it. It's like a way to support his open source, but also get access to learning resources he puts and like also a private GitHub repo where basically it's like a discussion forum because people have asked me before, can they reach out to me, um, to ask questions? And I don't have like a, a discord server or anything like that. Right. Um, about my videos. So I could have set up some sort of GitHub sponsorship and, uh, people could, you know, I could have a forum that I monitor or, you know, visit, or, um, he also said like, you can get the, the source code for all the demos on my YouTube videos, you know? And, um, right now I just share them, but I could put those uh, for sponsors only just giving them extra stuff. Yep. So, uh, I think there's probably a path there for you too, if that's what you wanted. I've never done that. It kind of makes me nervous just because like, I loved the Ember map model so much. Like my goal is to get us back to selling premium videos on the website because that was just a good, it's just a good business and it's a, it's a win-win for us and for the customers. People loved Embermap and, and love sharing those videos with their team. YouTube is great, but obviously I don't get paid for it, so it's not sustainable. And so I feel like it's like the best of both worlds. So th- it makes me a little nervous to try experimenting with something, but it's a little uncomfortable, but maybe that's a good reason to try it. But the sponsorship thing could be a way to get more of our time back from consulting so we have more time to work towards the, the website. Um, but yeah, maybe that's something we could talk more about and um, it could be something that could work for both of us actually because the kind of thing you're talking about sounds like it could be a good avenue for that, you know? Right, yeah, the community community building type scenario, which, yeah, exactly. I, I think that's I think that that's probably the right term for that. Um, mm-hmm. It's like a community, right, exactly. Yep. Yeah. Yep. Pretty interesting. Super interesting. I mean, that's the thing. Like, with all this stuff, like, we even kind of made this mistake with Embermap where you try to make promises or try to, you know, you want to set expectations, obviously, and you help people understand what they're buying, but things can change. And I, I did things in the past that cut off our optionality, which was not good. So, I want to be able to experiment with things and not feel like, and that's why I, my initial reaction when you said like you 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 made a promise to update your video, you don't have to be a slave to that in a certain way that's going to suck up the next year of your free time updating this thing because that's right. like not fair for anyone. And it's fine to say things have changed if you've made a pro- promise in the past, you know, and just email out your customers and just be honest about if something's changed. Like it's going to be, it's just not worth it to update it. And so, you know, if, if anyone wants a refund, you know, give it to them. Like that would be one way to deal with this problem. That's not, you know what I'm saying? That keeps your options open and um, doesn't take up your time. Does that make sense? 
Yeah, it does. It does. And I appreciate that. I, I do think, though, that if I did that, it kind of, it, it might ruin some reputation if I want to build other courses, right? Like, it's like, yeah. oh, I bought and a course from this guy before, but he kind of went right. back on it. And I don't know how many you, people have actually read the, like, the whole page yeah. and said, like, <laughs> maybe we should oh. cut this part from the podcast. <laughs> no one remembers. <laughs> no, I'm, I am um, planning on removing that from the next launch. Like, I'm yeah, not exactly. I promise anymore. But, um, but it, no, and, and it, it's and, fine though. It is something I want to, again, it's something, I think it's a good resource and I, I to- do plan totally. on making not, it in a, such a way that it doesn't take so much of my time. Right. Like exactly. I, you I can have an update video, you know, and, and leave the old ones and then just show what's changed if it's not that much in the few videos. Yeah. I don't know. I thought about that. I think that I have done that before where like something new comes up and I add a video, but uh, in this case, something kind of fundamental has changed. And so. I kind of have to redo a lot of the videos. And so I'm probably going to do that. I might not just, I'm not, I might not change the course completely because I think that would take more time. Mm -hmm. Um, But since I have everything set up already, I could just re-record the videos with the new stuff, um, update the notes, and then just call that done, you know? Yeah. No, for sure. And like in this particular case, can go either way, but I think just the more general point is like it would be good to experiment i think for both of us just our personalities tend to like procrastinate on things and tend to overthink and under action on things you know what i mean yeah under act um bias towards action we need to do that bias towards action so you know if adam is saying hey i think you should experiment with sponsors that's going to just go in the back of my brain for a long time but maybe it's like how can i actually do this maybe it's like maybe just tweet and say i'm going to try this for three months the next you know 10 videos i publish on youtube um, I don't know, whatever it's $5 a month. That's going to give you all the source code. It just, it's like, it's, it's hard for me to think about how to do that and how to be able to undo it. And, um, yeah, so I'm not used to that. It's definitely like a place of discomfort for me, but it could be potentially really good. I mean, if I have, you know, 11,000 people on YouTube subscribers and like, I don't know one, what, what if I got, if it's $5 a month, I mean, how many people do you need to subscribe to get that's 200 people to get a thousand dollars a month. Um, you know, 500 people for 2,500 months, 500 divided by 11,000. But it's like, that's like uh, 5%. That feels like a lot. You know, it feels like if I were to do something like that, much less than 5% would subscribe, but I don't know. So yeah, I don't know what the, the rate of, yeah. How many people subscribe? I would say charge more <laughs> to 999. Yeah. not five dollars you know i don't know something like that yeah yeah um and i don't know i i I don't know about i mean github sponsors maybe is fine but i I have heard like people say that it doesn't work very well like they don't actually get enough to support them i Um, mean some people do caleb does but he does a lot of things he does open source um right it's tied to his open source stuff right he does livewire and he does yeah he does laravel stuff but he does um yeah, he does LiveWire, right? Yeah, I just think. Wait, the, what do you the, do? Live View? Yeah, I do Live View. Yeah, LiveWire is the 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 PHP, um, the PHP version, more like HotWire type of scenario. Yeah, um, I, I do think the only thing just I know we're sure we should probably wrap up soon, but the only mm-hmm. thing I would say about sponsors is that the, the nomenclature is not good in my opinion because then people feel like they're sponsoring, like they're donating money. So like ten dollars is like a large donation, right? As opposed to I mean, like, I'm gonna sell people you a call it digital, right? People call it digital panhandling in the past. It's a horrible feeling, you know. Um, yeah. No, and, and I don't. Uh, which is why I went. I would probably not go with GitHub sponsors just for that reason, because like 
you're going to sponsor me. You're going to like, you know, I would rather like sell community access. Right. So people exactly. I, I think I think uh, Adam's point was using GitHub sponsors. That's just what it's called. Right. Um, but that wouldn't be. Yes, you're right. You're selling. What product are you selling? You're yeah. not just selling. Uh, it's like a donation. You're selling access to the source code and in, in, in a forum. It's like you said, it's the community. Um, right. I, but I so, think there's other community type uh, software, right? I guess so. Um, you're saying it's like there's other software that could be good. Yeah. That you could use for that. Like other platforms. GitHub's nice nice because it, it it's for hosting code already that everyone uses. And that yeah, would be a big true. part of this for me. Would be yeah. sharing the code from the demos. And then the fact that they have discussions now instead of just issues is pretty awesome too. Like um, Tailwind used to have different places to do discussions and stuff. But now they just yeah just you link to the discussions by open or whatever latest po published and it's like a classic form you know like a classic discord form yeah discourse form um right so yeah yeah that's fair i just yeah i would just be careful about you know <laughs> the, the 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 notion of um yeah like we said that people are donating money to you uh, just cause yeah for, just cause for sure GitHub sponsors like that just kind of has that connotation right. so right 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 Cool. Interesting, right, man. man. Good stuff. Some good stuff to think about there. Yeah, for sure. Um, but I think we should we should probably I gotta head out, so we should probably wrap up. Yeah. I, I'm I'm glad we did this though, even though neither of us had like a huge update. It's good to think about this stuff for sure. Yeah. Um yeah. and I yeah, this week I don't want to do any like I was thinking about this, I don't want to do any like action items, but I want I do want to start getting into that. So I'm gonna try to think about that so that over the next week I can like make a commitment and set some deadlines for things and hopefully by next week i'll be back in the rhythm of things and can do that so got it yeah if that helps you i mean i'm I'm happy with you just updating us so it doesn't have to yeah from my side but if it helps you then happy you know i think i want to use this to help me do that because it's just been something that i've struggled with in the past you know gotcha okay cool cool awesome man all right everybody sorry again for the break uh let's try to keep this up every week i think it's a good it's a good check-in point it's a good um it's a good thing to keep up so Awesome. Wait, no promises. Never mind. <laughs> no Forget promises. I just no said. promises. <laughs> this will come when it comes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. This is for okay. us to chat. You know, people. Yeah, no, great. I know. <laughs> but we want, we want to, we want to be successful too. We want to, we want to sure. move towards our goals. So yeah, absolutely. Okay, thanks awesome. for everyone for listening, man. I hope you have a good uh, rest of your week and weekend. And uh, yeah, buddy, it was great catching up. All right, thanks, man. All right, talk next week. Bye. See ya.